What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 353rd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me today is Will. Welcome back. Thank you. I was just going to say, I got to get back, back from the PAX Samurai Will. It doesn't rhyme. Yeah, it was a good one, though. Did you get yeah. the the Pax Pox? As... No, I've been feeling healthy, hale and healthy. Did not, but I my hands are a dried out, bloody mess from all of the uh, sanitizer. <laughs> that oh. I was constantly pouring over them. Every I mean, time I, I would have been somebody swimming in oh. it. Basically, that's what I did. Uh, that, that I'm the king of hand sanitizer. <laughs> Greg, hopefully going to your first Pax later this year. Hopefully. I mean, I've never, I've never been. I like this is a big travel. This is a big travel year. But yeah, yeah. I'm excited to go there. Going to Atlanta. I'm going to Los Angeles. I may be going to Chicago for Pokemon Go Fest. Maybe or just we'll go. I guess you don't need to yeah. <laughs> actually have a reason I mean, to go to look, Chicago. I need a reason to go to that crap city. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much Pokemon Go Fest is the only yeah. thing that could get me to go to Chicago. Doesn't your husband have? Isn't your husband from Chicago? Uh, his parents lived in Chicago. He, okay. grew, he went to high school in Naperville, Illinois, yes. And they left it because they all agree Chicago is terrible. So they all <laughs> live here now. And my yeah. husband is non-existent. Well, probably exists. We just don't know who it is yet. Spoilers. I just haven't met him yet. Thanks. Spoilers. I like the visiting Chicago. It is I love visiting Chicago. Not, yeah, it's nowhere I could live. Definitely not. Mm-mm. Like, I'd go there for, like, a couple of days. like. One day for go, sure. I'm in. More more than that. Like when we like when we went to go see Hamilton, that was a lot of fun. But that was like the stretch of my tolerance for <laughs> Chicago. A lot of news here uh this week. How much is it about cake? We got no cake, but I can uh, probably uh squeeze it in. All can right. I can I throw in my vote? I I do not like either cake or pie. Are you a tart? Are you a nope. tartar? I don't eat anything with Tartlets? wheat in 2019. No wheat 2019. That doesn't rhyme. <laughs> uh, I'll eat no wheat till... I, no, I can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> we have news from Pokemon Go to Netflix to Detective Pikachu to the Pokemon Center. Speaking of eating, this is mm. off comicbook.com. Dete- Our go-to news source. Detective Pikachu comes to Burger King. Oof. What a transition. <laughs> well, that's, that's, this, this is an event I won't be able to attend. The Pokemon Detective, the Pokemon from Detective Pikachu are invading Burger King. Children and Pokemon fans of all ages can get their hands on one of six different Pokemon toys based on Detective Pikachu for a limited time, the toys include Detective Pikachu, Bulbasaur, Mew 2, Arcanine, Loudrid, and Psyduck. Some kid out there whose favorite Pokemon is Loudrid is finally happy that there is a toy <laughs> of Loudrid. Okay, have you seen these toys? Uh, I have. Okay, can we talk about... Uh, Exorcist Arcanine here. What? What is happening in... What is going on with that poor Arcanine's mouth? I think it's blowing out fire. 
It looks like it's... It kind of looks mm. like a tongue, though. <laughs> it doesn't look right. It is unclear what the toys can do. Detective Pikachu does light up. Uh, our canine shoots a fireball from its mouth. Mewtwo comes with a ball of psychic energy. Can be seen moving its arms up and down. All six Pokemon are depicted in a, quote, realistic style. Seen from the upcoming live-action movie. Burger King is also giving away paper crowns containing the glorious visuals of Detective Pikachu. Paper crowns depicting the glorious visuals? What? Yeah, Pikachu's on the crown. I want that crown. I want that crown. This isn't the first time Burger King has been in a promotion involving Pokemon. Back in 1999, Burger King also released... Maybe none of you guys remember, I sure do. Released several gold-plated Pokemon cards and shiny Pokeballs hold it w- to celebrate the release of Pokemon the Movie. I remember this. In recent years, McDonald's has several lines of Pokemon toys as well, but it seems Burger King managed to get their hands on the kids' meals this time around. And they should be available now, according to the article, but knowing Burger King and McDonald's, they usually like to work through the leftover toys they have first before they put out the new ones. Well, my closest Burger King is five miles away, so I, I could technically order off Grubhub, but I mm-hmm. don't think Grubhub delivers a five-mile distance either, so I'm kind of in the just lost out there. I like Burger King. Oh, But I also (laughs) that sound of disappointment in your voice. (laughs) I'm a I'm like an all or nothing when it comes to these toys. Because you're you're a toy gobbler, you have to you got to gobble them all. Like there's only six, so it's not terribly hard to collect. It's not like there's fourteen or whatever. And it's not like the old days when they were like random, right? The thing about restaurants is they're so hit and miss. Some like some. Burger Kings or McDonald's, they'll have all of them. Some will only have one in stock. Some will let you choose. Like, I've definitely, as a kid, have gone to a McDonald's and they're like, which one do you want? And some is just like, you're getting the one I throw in the bag. (laughs) I'm not digging through the pile. (laughs) What's going to happen? This is what's going to happen. I'm going to go to my local Burger King. Mm -hmm. I'm very upset that I'm there because it's a trash Burger King. I'm going to say, do you have the Pokemon toys? And they're going to say, we only got these two. And I'm going to be like, ugh, why don't you have all six? I just wanted a one trip. Can you get all six? Can you just say, hey, Wait, give me all six? Did they have you them? Gonna, you're you're going to buy six family meals. No, you can just buy the toy. They have a you button. You can't just buy the toy. You can. There's a button on the register. You can just buy the toy. <laughs> what? It's a very different world than what we grew up in, Will. What? There's a toy button at Burger King. It's almost not worth buying just the toy, though, because, like, what's a Happy Kids meal? Like, $3.99, the toy's, like, $2.50. It's, like, for... What's an unhappy child's meal? Five bucks. For, like... <laughs> <laughs> so, for, like, a dollar fifty, you can get, like, a drink and some chicken nuggets and a cookie. Okay, but then you have to eat those things. like. I'll pay the two fifty to not have to eat your food. Was it Burger King? It was Burger King, right? With okay, so they the, this article mentioned the six golden uh, cards, which yeah, I think everyone remembers. 
I think I and, still have mine. And as a kid, I thought it was like worth a million dollars because it's like this gold-plated card. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't have anyone touch this. I need to put it in my safe. I got to let this uh, like appreciate in value so when I go to college, I can sell this Bulbasaur, <laughs> <laughs> pay my tuitions. I was a real dumb eight-year-old. But, How'd that uh, work out for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still have them. They're somewhere. I have mine, too. They're... I, they're appreciating in value. <laughs> yeah, they're just skyrocketing. <laughs> 401k, move out of the way. I got I got Mewtwo and a Pokeball somewhere in my basement. How much did I sell on burger uh, on eBay, do you suppose? I just I checked a year or two ago. I think you for like sixty bucks you can get all six, usually. Well, that'll get you a credit. Which is not too bad. I don't think they were maybe they were nine ninety nine. At Burger King. They were more expensive. Like, you had to buy the. They didn't come with Happy Meals. They were an extra purchase. What I was going to bring up, though. You can buy the Burger King Gold Pokemon cards new sealed for $65 oh, right now. Here you go. It's went up. It's going up, Greg. Last time I checked, it was 60 Yeah. We just got to wait. We got to let it appreciate a little bit longer. You put your future kids through, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever YouTube's offering instead of a university. That's their... I'm kind of happy that I was an adult when this particular <laughs> event happened. Okay. And also the fact that there's no Burger Kings in D.C. Okay, so when those six things came out, was it not Burger King that had like all 150 plushes and then it came in like a plastic Pokeball, but the Pokeball itself got recalled because it was like just small enough to fit the top or bottom of the Pokeball, because the book the Pokeball would separate, right? It was just two pieces of plastic, white and red, and then the plastic would separate, and there was usually a plush on the inside. And then, but kids were putting either half of the Pokeball in their mouth, and because it was just small enough to fit in your mouth, when the kid put it in the mouth, they lost like the suction, and then they couldn't get it out of their mouth. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, it, it sounds about right for you '90s kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's like putting it's like putting an Pokeballs. orange in your mouth, except it's bigger and not edible. And I think they had to recall it. This is like a horror story. I don't. Rem- I was an adult. I do not remember this happening at all. Are you sure your parents didn't tell you this so that you'd stop asking for these things? I don't. I mean. Uh, okay, I found it. There oh, is a recall. Controversy. Okay. okay, I'll I'll link it in our conversation so you guys can see what the Pokeball looks like. But it is exactly what I described. It's a, a red top. Of, so it's the top that you put in your mouth because the bottom part had... Uh, okay, it's the no part of it that I put in my mouth. Okay, but okay. kids are dumb. 90s kids are dumb. 80s okay, yeah. kids so knew kids that the world knew, was out to knew. kill us. Burger King released a set of 57 toys. It wasn't all 150. I'm very curious of which Pokemon made the cut now. Uh, measuring from 2 to 3 inches in a two, $22 million promotion, each contained in a round Pokeball. They were included in kids' meals. It was, last eight, last, it was set to last eight weeks from early November to December of 1999. It was made by Equity Marketing in Los Angeles. The container could be pulled apart. 10-day promotion for Burger King. Suffocation risk and recall. On December 11th, 1999, a 13-month-old 13 13 month girl 
from California suffocated on the container and was found dead in her playpen with half the Pokeball covering her nose and mouth. Following the death, the county sheriff's department issued a warning about the containers. This was the first time a Burger King toy was blamed for death. Two days later, the Consumer Product Safety Commissioner asked Burger King to recall the containers, which Burger King refused to do so. They stated yeah. that they were afraid to create anxiety for parents as it was too soon to confirm whether the ball was responsible for the child's death. Wanting to wait for an independent confirmation to cause of death, the autopsy results had not been completed when released. Burger King's spokesperson, Kim Miller, stated that if it turned out the container was a choking hazard, they would pull them. However, they did not want to end the promotion if there was no issue with it. The toys found in the container were not part of the recall. And then on December 23rd, which was 12 days later, an 18-month-old Kansas girl reportedly got half the ball stuck her in her mouth and her nose. The father managed to remove it before she was injured. The result in agreeing Burger King to agree to the recall after no resolution has been placed on them from the first conversation with the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Uh, however, the CPSC told them to wait five days on December 29th to announce the recall nationwide. Burger King agreed, but told their stores to cease distribution of the containers. This, this is what I have to say. I don't give my dog chocolate. I don't give my dog raisins. You know why? Because, or actually, I don't even leave chocolate or raisins lying around where my dog can find them because these things kill dogs. And dogs will eat anything. Yeah. I don't give my 13-month-old <laughs> a small, oh. take-apart plastic goo whatever you want to call it. I don't give my 18-month-old a small plastic thing that comes apart. Because they take things apart, they put things in their mouth. This is bad parenting. This uh, isn't it, Burger King. It is bad parenting, and I do, just for the record, very tragic that a 13-month-year-old girl found was... Suffocated yes. on a Pokeball. Yes, ab- absolutely. Don't these bags have like three years old and like, isn't everything? I don't remember the 90s that well. The 90s was not the greatest. You guys were adults in the 90s, but didn't all toys have like ages three and up? Because that's like a standard they now did. for toys. They did. Pretty much, yep. Kids choke on them. I think this was, I mean, I think the circumstances around the design just. It was a series of bad events. But yes, I mean, people have been having this argument for years. I mean, the people who hate the three and over choking hazard that everything's labeled, blah, 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 blah. Like the whole, the reason that we can't have kinder eggs here, all of that stuff is people have been hurt. There have been a lot of tragedy around it. We're a very litigious nation, so it is what it is i can see why they recalled it because it's better to recall it than to just sort of leave it out there well to leave yourself open to more lawsuits right also the bumblepedia has a list of the 57 pokemon that were included in the toys oh do they yeah i like i linked it okay cool speaking of toys this is from andrew in slack uh from our attic channel uh pokemon center the Japanese Pokemon Center, not the U.S. Pokemon Center, but we can mm. uh, safe to assume that it will be coming our way, uh, has released a new Latios Latias collection. 
which includes plushes of Pikachu riding either Latios or Latias keychains, a water bottle, a postcards, little hand towel things that Japan loves. Screen cleaners, I guess, is what you would call them <laughs> in the United States. Uh, uh, bags, uh, Kleenex holder. I, you know, looking at this list, I'm really not not really buying into the Kleenex holder being moved over to the U.S. store. <laughs> I the design for Latias and Latios is okay. What is selling me on the entire product line is Aviator Goggles Pikachu. Oh yeah, Pikachu with the Aviator, <laughs> Aviator Goggles Pikachu is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Does he have a little white scarf too? No, but he's got a little messenger bag, I think. I can't find one where he's got he's got like a belt, so it's gotta go to a bag, but I can't see a picture. Yeah, he's got a Pokeball messenger bag, which is also very cute. I think it's a he, because I'm not seeing a heart on in tail on any of them. Yeah. Super cute. Sell me the Aviator Goggles Pikachu alone. They, uh, they've been doing a pretty good job at keeping the American Pokemon Center up to date. They just released the, I think, Team Rocket collection a week or two ago. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I don't know if you guys are trying to get those Funko Pikachus. The good-looking Funko nope. Pikachus. No. But the crying Pikachu, Rainy Day Pikachu, the one where he's crying, uh, sold out. Didn't sell out as fast as the first one, but I think they probably made more of this one, but it sold out in about two days. I am I am tempted by the preview of the April one. Because it's definitely Flo-Bay-Bay. It's definitely Flo-Bay-Bay. What? Yeah, April, April is Pikachu sitting next to a Flo-Bay-Bay. Oh, yeah. must have, must. I don't, I don't get things, no. I know. <laughs> Oh, they're pretty cute, and they're fifteen bucks, which means if you only spend thirty five more dollars, you get free shipping. Only, I'm uh, concerned about my birth month. May <laughs> does not look interesting. I think it's supposed to be um, minior, but I could be wrong. I'm probably For wrong. May? Yeah, does it not look like a minior? It's got a basket. I don't. Well, he's like, he's with a Pokemon. I mean, maybe he's not with a Pokemon. I was gonna say in the lucky day, he doesn't have another Pokemon with him. Well, see, clearly, September August is, is a bit. Early. August is Victini. Yeah, August is Victini. Stop September spending is, my money. <laughs> September is Pumpkaboo. Yeah. July, no clue. A Powdown, sure. <laughs> yeah, July is just a Powdown with a Pikachu tail. <laughs> and October is Cthulhu. Like, <laughs> there's a lot happening there. Well, speaking of the American Pokemon Center. This is sent in from Gabe from our Slack community. This is actually off NintendoLife.com. Pokemon Center launches discrete line of Detective Pikachu merchandise. Um, Didn't you, you buy a bunch of these? Uh, I did get some of this stuff, yes. You can get this stuff right now on Pokemon Center. The Detective Pikachu movie is just a month away. It is, it is close upon us. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, in a nice touch, the entire range is smart and discreet, so you don't if you don't fancy walking around with a giant bright yellow Pikachu face plastered over your chest, these options could be for you. There are t-shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and more available. And it just has a bunch of pictures of what's what's happening here. But yeah, the Pokemon Center stuff has launched. 
or sorry, the Detective Pikachu stuff has launched on Pokemon Center. And uh, it includes a lot of Rhyme City merchandise. Uh, so they have like a Berry Juice shirt, uh, mm-hmm. an Unknown shirt. Uh, Rhyme-, Rhyme City Police Department polo, which I like. Uh, I got the tin aluminum i don't know what they're made out of they're made out of aluminum i got the signs so there's a, an aluna, aluminum cycling road sign and then a rhyme city watch sign with patrat on it and uh then the fresh coffee knocked owl sign so they were 16 dollars each you get all three it actually comes exactly to 50 bucks for free shipping but they're really nice quality um so why is there an H and an O unknown shirts? O? <laughs> There's H and hmm. O. Or is it O and H? Or is it all you get four friends and you can spell ho o? <laughs> or That's what it is. That's you get what it is. Six friends and it spells ho ho ho. <laughs> ho ho ho. Yeah, that's that's get them. I don't know why there's it's a good question. It's like it's, I was like, oh, just an H and an O. Hey, that uh, Pokeball Messenger bag is now available. Yeah, it's sweet. It's, it's too small, bucks. though. It's cute. I would buy it, but it's too, A, I don't need more bags. B, it's nope. too small. Yup. 14 inches long? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of small. That's kind of small. Uh, I bought the tie, though. Oh, did you? I haven't looked. I, I haven't. I can open it. Live podcast review. I'll open the tie. It came in a really nice box. Um, I'd better. You could probably fit about six ties in this box. But you only got the one. I only got the one. Oh, they like wrapped it like a present. They're like, yeah, wow. it's silk. You can hear him opening it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay. I the '80s Mr. Mime line. Is wild, y'all. It is a hundred percent silk. That's what it says on it. Yeah, silk tie. Mm. It's okay. Is it, does it look good? Yeah. Will you wear it on stream? No. <laughs> Will you ever wear it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm Christmas. sure. I, I'm sure I would. Holiday I'm, party. Yeah, I'm sure. At, like a holiday party, it would probably be okay. I don't think I actually own a straight black tie. I think like most of my ties are like blue or or like purple. I still want that Lavender Town crew neck sweatshirt. Now that yeah, now that I'm looking at Pokemon Center clothes, I I'm know. like I I have no money for these clothes. I have no money for these clothes. So I'm I'm leaving this website. Yeah, I think um I think Tim Goodman just wore a uh unknown H and an unknown O oh. shirt during the movie, so Oh oh man, that hi hat cafe shirt. I know, it's very so good. good. It's very well the team Rocket Jerk's pretty cool too, but uh, they have a lot of good stuff. I don't have the money for this, so I'll add them to my birthday wish 30 list. Thirty bucks for a shirt? I'm out. It's way too much for a shirt. For it's a, a quality shirt. For a t-shirt. 30 f- oh, ah. no. I didn't know there was a Fire Spinner Alolan Marowak long sleeve t-shirt. What are you doing to me? Hey, look. PokemonCenter.com has some cool stuff. That's all I'm saying. It does. It does. Ugh. All right. I was going to, adding it to my 
Christmas. My birthday's coming up. Okay. All right. Some other news here is this is off Pokemon.com. Season two of Pokemon the series comes to Pokemon TV. See Ash, Pikachu, and friends leave the Kanto region to head over to the Orange Islands. Oh, it's that arc. That weird arc. That's the one with Tracy, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, fans can continue catching up with Ash and Pikachu's earliest travels with the second season of the Pokemon the series now available for a limited time on Pokemon TV. The Orange Islands follows Ash. Ash's continued journey through the Indigo League in the Kanto region and further travels to the Orange Island. In addition to the new locale, Ash will have plenty of incredible Pokemon to discover and tough challenges to overcome. You will also get to see the first major shakeup in Ash's traveling party when Brock leaves the team. Don't worry though, Ash and Misty aren't alone for long. They are soon to be joined by an intrepid Pokemon watcher, Tracy. Do we know Tracy's last name? Because it says it right here. Uh, Tracy McSketchpad. Close. Tracy Sketchum. Close. <laughs> Tracy, <laughs> Tracy Sketchit. See, no, I knew it was sketch. For a whole something. new adventure. Yeah, uh, that dude was sketch. I could tell from yeah, the he first real sketch. he showed up. Yeah, that's on this Pokemon is, This is the TV. arc where Charizard realizes that, oh, hey, Ash saved his life when he was out on a rock and could have died in the rain. And, oh, maybe he better be nice to Ash, right? That's what happens in the Orange Islands. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Ash is like, well, thanks. See ya. Now, I'm going to put you in a, a Charizard school. Forever. Uh, I got one more bit of anime news here. Was This is off Destruct- Destructoid. I can't verify because I don't have a Netflix subscription. But the Sun and Moon anime arrives on Netflix. Sorry, the Ultra Sun and... The Adventure... Or I don't know what it's called. Ultra Sun and Moon season... The, the second one. Number two... <laughs> Ultra Adventures, that's what it's called. <laughs> Ultra Adventures, Sun and Moon anime. Now on Netflix, season 21. Nama from our Slack community sent that in. Um, so I can't verify. I don't have Netflix, but that's what I've been told. I mean, I can verify. Hold on. Yeah, I got the Netflix too. As you guys are looking that up, I did stop the other day because the... um, What is it? Like the season finale of... Black and white, the second black and white, not the first one. Best wishes. Best wishes, I think. It's the one where uh, Ash is in the tournament. Because, like, after the tournament, I think the new season starts and he helps, like, a girl with a tepeg after he loses or something. I can't remember. But it's it's hmm. where he uh, fights the the kid who only brings five Pokemon instead of six. Because he thought that the semi... Five oh, was, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. Like five. He thought, like, if it's top four, you bring five, and if it's top two, you bring six. So he only had five Pokemon. What? And he k- talks about his secret weapon, which is a Hydreigon, or Hydreigon, or however you say it. You don't remember this fight? I, I remember I this fight. Did not watch I do. That far it's a program. really good fight, and, like, it, and pe- spoiler, Ash loses, so that's when Ash comes in top four, not top two. Uh, because uh, mid-fight, his Riolu evolves into Lucario, and then Lucario was able to beat Pikachu, which is, like, fine, because Pikachu already beat, like, three Pokemon. 
So at that point, Pikachu was pretty spent. Can confirm Ultra Adventures is in Netflix right now. I know what I'm doing after the podcast. <laughs> I, I don't see it. I, it's on mine. I just see Sun and Moon, the series. Yes, check under seasons, because it's listed as season two. And then it says season two, Ultra Adventures. Okay, Netflix, I see your tricks. I do remember that fight, though. I do remember it, because you brought five. Going back, five had really good animation. Yeah. Yeah. Five's animation was good. Like... Five's animation and six, six is uh, everyone always talks about seven's animation because it's very drastically different. But five and six are very different in animation too. Yes, it's almost like five's animation was, I don't know, like more. It represents a lot of the shows I feel like that existed at the time, like Beyblades or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, especially the kid with the Riolu, I can't remember his name. He just seemed like a Beyblade character. I just think that for the <laughs> Unova series, they like they just use very solid, like, not a lot of shading. It's just, like, a lot of solid colors. And yeah. then when they went to the Kalos series, they, they did do a lot of shading because there was always, like, a lot of trees that they were walking through. So you mm-hmm. could see shadows and everything from the trees and... And so it was a little, just a little more sophisticated that way. Yeah, I think the Kalos one always just, I think everybody talks about how it's, it felt older, more teen oriented. Like it had that shading, it was a little bit darker than, than what had come before. But they are very different. Like looking at stills, I forget like how flat Black and White's anime looked. Like, it's very bright and bold and like flat and six yeah, is just definitely. very has much more depth to it. And they're both great, but it's it's clear like they don't all look the same and then we get to Sun to Moon, which like it or lump it. I I like it. it. it it's a very different style. And then you have it, Gen 4's anime, which they can't even draw anything correctly, and Mamoswine's half swallowed by the sidewalk because <laughs> they didn't know how to like shift him up a little bit. <laughs> or there's like three Pikachu's in a scene because they forgot to erase two of them. Wow, there's like a lot of issues in the Gen Four anime. <laughs> <laughs> Not the least of them being Max. Wait, was he Gen Four? Max was three. No, Gen uh, Three. Gen 3. Max and May was Gen 3. Dawn was Gen 4. Yeah. And her Mamoswine had, like, multiple drawing issues throughout that whole season. I think that's it. I think that's all the... Well, we have a bunch of other news, but I think that's it for now. (laughs) What we should do is we should take a break. (laughs) Come back. And we got some more news to talk about in regards to GoFest and the Pokemon trading card game and some other stuff. So we will be... Right back. Hey, uh, what do you guys think about pumpkin spice? Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Frosted flakes. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Mini weed. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Frosted flakes. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Pop tarts. Dr. Pepper. 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 Nice. Nice. 
Pumpkin spice and pumpkin spice frosted flakes. Pumpkin spice and spice and spice. We got the peppermint mocha. And we are back from our break. We got some Pokemon Go news, so strap on in. First bit of news here is Origin Form Garatina is back. Or, well, Garatina's back, but Origin Form Garatina is now available. But why is that important? Well, it's available for the next month. Other news, kind of, I'm putting both of these news in the same thing, is this is off PokemonGoLive.com. Uh, Legendary Lunch Hour Experiment. Origin Form Garatina. It's back, Greg. Uh, yeah, I'm excited because I don't have my my ghost snake. Well, ghost centipede. Yeah, it's like a centipede. Trainers, we had our first Legendary Lunch Hour on March 13th, and we thank you for your participation and feedback. More research is needed, and we need your help. On Wednesday, April 10th, from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. in your local time zone, there will be an increased number of five-star raids featuring Origin Form Giratina to test your battle skills alongside your friends, coworkers, and classmates. It will go on April 10th, 12 to 1, in your local time zone. There will be an increased number of five-star raids featuring Origin Form Giratina we thank you for your feedback as we create more mo- money. Wait, wait, wait. It doesn't say that. As we create more ways for you to enjoy <laughs> your Pokemon Go, uh, because of your input, we are we're able to create new events like this one for your enjoyment. We are continuing to test this event to make it better. We understand if you're driving your car, pull over now. If you're if you're if you're walking while you play Pokemon Go, maybe sit down. I'm gonna read the sentence slowly and clearly. This is Neantic talking. We understand that not every trainer can participate in every event, but these tests are the first steps in creating more focused more sorry, more events focused on different playstyles. As always, trainers, be mindful of your surroundings and others around you while playing Pokemon Go. Stay tuned for more updates. I mean, they finally acknowledged that they, acknowledge. they can't do everything for everyone. If if you're a person complaining about this event, I don't think we can be friends anymore. Like this. <laughs> it is the most nice knowing you. Bye. Petty thing to complain about to be like. Uh, why is it 12 to 1? I, I, I don't have lunch at 12. Some of us work third shift, Niant. Like, like, this event is literally nothing. It is, we're going to make Origin Form Giratina spawn more frequently for an hour on a specific day. You know what? If you cared about Origin Form Giratina, you have 30 days to get it. This is not special. This is not like a... If it, the shi- there's no shiny, there's no increased candy, like there's the, literally nothing. Like complaining that you can't do this event is so petty. <laughs> it's real but, frustrating. But what if I can't take lunch from twelve to one? Yeah. What if I work through my lunch? Guess what? Yeah. You, you have you have twenty six more days to get Garatina. <laughs> but what if I slip into a coma? How am I going to catch? Well, who's going to 
break into my account and catch me in my Giratina form. I'm in a coma, Steve. A coma. Steve doesn't care. He doesn't. I have a coworker who is currently in Canada, so he can catch Pachirisu. I am not lying. Wow, daddy Kayshawn. Yeah, he's mad because he's not going to be able to do the Giratina lunch hour because he's in Canada. They have lunch in Canada. They have lunch in Canada. It's 12 yeah, to 1. But poutine does not spawn Giratinas. Mm. Didn't you know that? I didn't know that. Also, yeah, like, like... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, poutine drives Giratina away. It's, it's just a known fact. You know, at, at its core, sure, it's a money-making event, right? Because they wouldn't do it if it didn't make them money. But also... Right. Niantic, I think, realizes when they coordinate specific times for raids, people are more likely to do it because those people know that they can go oh, out. Those people. Those people. Those people. I'm still under the argument that they should be doing more raids during Community Day because they would make more money and it would be very convenient for Community Day players. But just like the Mall of America example we, we always point out, you can go to Mall of America, not talk to a single soul, be able to do any raid, no matter yep. one star or five star, uh, because there are just so many people at Mall of America. And so ideally, if you go, hey, I haven't done Origin Form Giratina, and I don't have a raid group, and I don't have 17 cars to follow down the street from West Dallas to Brookfield in order to do raids. <laughs> and that I only sounds oddly peculiar to just you. Uh... And I just want one Giratina, and I know that during this one hour, there are going to be people out for that. That's awesome, because you don't need to coordinate anything. But this hour isn't like a Gengar day. It isn't like a Lotad event. It's not like three hours, Moltres is everywhere, possible shiny. Like, ideally, what this is for is... Okay, also, who's using their entire lunch hour? <laughs> also. Who's using their entire lunch hour to be like, I'm going to raid the entire time? I think when they Hardcore sat down and, and made you this event, they the were like, stats. Yeah. We want a bunch of things to spawn because a bunch of people are going to go out. They're going to do one raid. They're going to come back. They're going to eat their mediocre. Five dollars and twenty six cents Subway sandwich, and then they're hey, going to go back to work. My lunch thirteen dollars. Yeah, I'm like, where are you? Oh, Subway. Okay, that doesn't exist anymore down in my network of lunchtime foods. It's all food trucks and the stores that used to be food trucks, and now they're paying for a spot. And you are not getting a lunch for less than twelve bucks. <laughs> And the Arby's closed. We've gone from Garatina to the price of lunch. <laughs> yeah, I was told that Minneapolis would be less expensive than D.C. Now I'm having second thoughts. If you miss this event, like, nothing is being lost. You could, if your argument is, well, there's a bunch of Garatina and I'm losing out on doing those, you have all month to do Garatina. <laughs> but, but those are the sweet lunch Garatinas. So yeah. what they're not telling you is that every... Origin form Garantina at this time is carrying a lunch pail, and there's 14 Detective okay. Pikachu lunch pails. Wow. And each one is unique. Nice. That's what they're not telling you in this press release. That's going to be the surprise. It's like Smeargle photobombing. Yeah. You. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll still do it if I can remember. I have to like put a thing on my calendar to block it off so I can go out and do it. Also, uh, business people of Minneapolis. 
none of us believe you're doing this for your kid anymore. Please stop loudly proclaiming that you're playing and catching this for your kid. It's your phone. Just be quiet like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to the, the big news here. April Uh-oh. 4th off PokemonGoLive.com. You will need a bigger bottle of sunscreen for our Pokemon Go Summer Events 2019. Trainers, in 2018, we had an incredible year of live events for Pokemon Go. With our return to Chicago for Pokemon Go Fest, as well as four Safari Zones, 12 Community Days, and tons of fun events for trainers in between. This year, you can look forward to even more events in more locations. We kicked off 2019 with South America's first ever Safari Zone event in Brazil. We have another Safari Zone event in Singapore in just a few weeks. Next, we are excited to reveal that Pokemon Go Fest is coming to three cities around the world. Uh, From June 13th through the 16th, Pokemon Go Fest Chicago. From July 4th to 7th, Pokemon Go Fest Dortmund. And from Dortmund, sorry. And from 2019, summer, Pokemon Go Fest Asia to be announced. Look, it's going to be in Japan. You don't have to say Asia. (laughs) Well... They could, they could go somewhere else. Yeah. South Korea has a lot. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, stay tuned for upcoming weeks for details on how to secure tickets to the summer's biggest Pokemon Go events. A number of Safari Zone events are also coming in the second half of 2019, so keep your eyes peeled. If you cannot make it to any, if you cannot make it in person to any of our summer events, don't worry. There will still be plenty of ways to participate in GoFest no matter where you are around the world. Stay tuned for more information soon. Finally, the upcoming Worldwide Community Day events mark your calendars for May 19th, June 8th, July 21st, and August 3rd. Cannot wait to see you at one of the many Go events of 2019 and beyond. Let's, let's start with Chicago. Yeah. If you are surprised, it's in Chicago again. Look, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> they signed a <laughs> they signed a three year agreement. I don't know why this is shocking to anyone. <laughs> Niantic signed a three year agreement with the city, the park system of Chicago. This is year three. I would be shocked if they if this park system of chicago doesn't try to sign another agreement this summer for another couple years i I don't know what else to say really it's (laughs) i mean lake park milwaukee could try to sneak in and snatch that up milwaukee doesn't want pokemon go (laughs) you see a bunch of comments of why isn't it in new york why isn't it in san francisco i mean no matter where it is in the United States, people are going to complain. There's no single city that is going to make everyone in the United States happy. And uh, and I let me tell you, from California to Chicago is way cheaper than California to New York. Uh, New York to Chicago is way cheaper from New York to California. <laughs> uh, California has one of the biggest airports in the United States. Yeah, but what about Kansas City? Uh, you know, I don't know much about Kansas City. Do they have a big airport hub? Do they have really good public transportation? Do they have a it's bunch of a hotels? It's just a nice place to go. <laughs> I like Kansas City. 
we've talked about this before. I think the simple solution is continue keeping it in Chicago, but add more dates. Uh, just like PAX. PAX Boston is always in Boston. <laughs> PAX East is PAX always East. in Boston. Oh, yeah. Well, it was called PAX Prime? No, PAX Prime is PAX West. Well, yeah. But now it's called PAX West. They don't call Prime anymore. Yeah. Because the problem with moving it is you have to work with a different city and their rules and restrictions. You have to work with those hotels. Ideally, if you keep it in the same city, and Chicago's now done this two years in a row, the park system of Chicago probably are more prepared for year three than any other city would be prepared for year one. They are moving it back to Grant Park. Um, so first year it was in Grant Park. Second year it was in Lincoln Park. If you have never been to Chicago or you don't know those locations, they're literally 12 minutes apart. They're moving it back to Grant Park, which is, again, if you don't know the location of, Grant, of, of, of Chicago, Grant Park is the park next to Millennium Park. Millennium Park is the park with the giant bean. No, the Cloud Gate. Yeah, I know, but yeah. if you don't know what it's called, it's the giant... It's the giant bean. It's a giant and silver bean. I still don't know why people are obsessed with it. Because you Cause can it see reflects. your reflection. The whole, oh, if you don't know the point of Cloud Gate, you're supposed to look into it, and the way it's shaped, it reflects the entire city back. So you can see all the buildings at once. That's you what can it's see all the buildings. That's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, but Chicago is dirty. Why do I want to see it's, all oh, the dirt at once? Oh, let's, not, let's not start throwing shade at Chicago once again on this program. <laughs> I think people all know where we stand on that city. So it, it, it's four days. <laughs> <laughs> it's four days instead of two days. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, some details here. You'll be able to get the tickets through the app. The, uh, I, yep. it's so frustrating talking about this stuff because like there's no there's no win solution like location no one like no one will ever be happy in the location um and ticket wise no one's going to be happy either you can have all the tickets go through our website and then when a million people go to the website to buy it the website's going to crash and then you can go Niantic, just make the tickets available through the app and attach it to a player ID. But the problem with that, which is what it seems like they're going to be doing this year, is, okay, if I have to tie my ID to purchasing through the app so I can't scalp it, what if I log in on Friday and I buy my ticket, but Will is in a work meeting and Will can't log in till after the meeting and then he gets in and then all of a sudden Friday sold out and he's only available to go on Sunday. Like that doesn't make for a great experience at all because the ideally I want to go to a con or a festival or an, a movie. <laughs> it's not like, hey, Will, let's go to the movies. Let's go see uh, Pokemon The Power of Us. I'll buy the Friday ticket. You buy the Saturday ticket. On Sunday, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll just talk about it. That, that works. Fine. Like, I mean, ideally, I prefer I want, going to the movies alone anyway. So, I wanna, isn't that what we do on this podcast? It though? is. It is what we do on this podcast. But ideally, I want to go to an event with my friends, and so that is the problem with buying tickets through an ID locked system. It's awesome. They're doing four days. I think it is awesome. They're going through the app. We don't know how many tickets you can buy through the app. We don't know if you can only buy a ticket for yourself. We don't know if you can buy a ticket for 
two people, for four people, for six people. The first year of Pokemon Go Fest, you could buy eight tickets on the website. The second, what if you can only buy tickets for your best friends? That is, oh. My best friends don't play Pokemon. That, uh, you know? <laughs> the, the second year, last year, you could only buy six tickets. From what people have data mined, it looks like the Dorth Munt thing, which is also a GoFest, July 4th through the 7th. It seemed like you could only buy four tickets. Oh, well, I have learned my lesson from last year, and I will buy the maximum number of tickets that I can buy, because there will always be people that want to go. Yes. Like, yeah, Greg. but if you buy them in app, how... If you buy Oof. them in app, how do you assign them to people? Also, we yeah. learned last year that they were lying to us. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, last year, I can, I can... I don't know if we talked about this at the time. So, I didn't get into the portal last year. I got into the portal the first year. Well, yeah, last year, it was like me, Will, and Micah. Micah and Will both got in. I did not. Will decided to back out, not buy tickets. Micah bought like five. No, I bought like a ticket for me, but I didn't buy tickets for anybody else because I didn't know anybody else who needed tickets, and that like was bad thinking. Yeah, because we did know a bunch of people that needed tickets. It's yes, okay, though. exactly. And it, it all worked out at the end because I got press passes. Micah got in. He bought five tickets, I think. Him, his wife, me. No, he bought six. He bought the max. So he bought him and his wife, me and Irene. Although I canceled my ticket with him. No, maybe he bought five. Anyways, because I had a press pants. Long story short, last year they asked ev- they asked the purchaser of the ticket for player IDs, email addresses, names, and cell phone carrier. So I had to tell Micah that, okay, this is my mom's first and last name. This is my mom's cell phone carrier. This is her player ID. Um, and then, like, this is her team or something. None of that actually mattered. They said that it mattered because it would assign your ticket to the wristband. And what we learned is when we got there and my mom decided the last minute she couldn't go, I literally handed the wristband to a friend who did not have a ticket. He scanned it, he walked over to a Pokestop, he spun it, and he was in the event. Yep. Also, if they're preventing scalpers, then ideally, are they putting a level cap on it? Like, you have to be level 5 or level 10 to buy tickets? Because if I'm a scalper, and I can only buy through the app, you you just make more accounts. And before anyone... I think, like, level 10 is a good level to be like, hey, you have to be at least level 10 to buy a ticket because you could get to level 10 in a day in Pokemon Go if you, like, catch a bunch of Pidgey and you pop a lucky egg and you evolve a bunch and you do, like, you know, two Giratina raids with a lucky egg. But you get to level 10 pretty quickly in Pokemon Go the day before or whatnot if that's what you have to be. But also, like, who is there i don't think there's a single person out there who's like level eight who's like i'm so excited for pokemon go fest it's been a struggle (laughs) to get to level eight and now i'm mad i can't buy i don't think that person exists i feel like that person definitely exists yeah there's people what you're not thinking of is that there's people that start playing pokemon go every day not everybody's been playing since the beginning so they might just have started and they're like wow i really love this game and i can't wait to 
to explore my love at Pokemon Go Fest, and then yeah, but if that person started today and they're they love it enough to want to go to an event for tickets going on sale later this month, they're mm, it's pretty easy to get to ten. I mean, it's not unless you're spamming lucky eggs, you probably can't do it in forty eight hours, but you could probably easily do it in ten in two weeks. Like level ten is not awful. Awful. I I don't know. Any any of those people can be friends with me. I'll send you presents. We can level up together. Crack those lucky eggs. I'm excited though. Well, yeah, because we'll yeah. Hopefully, since you don't have to make plane tickets, um, we'll be able to see each other at this event. Let me just buy my plane tickets for July now. <laughs> yeah, okay, and but lock it in. As as two people who went to Pokemon Go Fest last year, at its core, the fest is not... It's good, but it's good because of the people you're with. Heck yeah. Like, there was no merch booth. There was, like, three food trucks. There was no raids. It was literally a glorified community day. But, I mean, there were shinies. There were shinies, but I mean, is it worth you know a two hundred dollar plane ticket round trip and a hotel in Chicago to be like, I got shinies for that? For some and people, yes. To have the opportunity to go to Raising Cane's and get those delicious chicken tenders and to throw my bread in the trash. Oh, you better believe we're going back to Raising Cane's. Heck yeah, we are. Oh, hey, we have two Raising Cane's here now. If if they should really just rename Pokemon Go Fest Chicago, Raisin Cane's Fest Chicago. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Real quick, we can talk about the picture. There's a couple things in the picture that are, are stand out. The first thing I think that is obvious is Hippopotas is featured br- right and center. Um, Hippopotas is not available in the game yet. Ah. Uh, so I would assume that would be a worldwide release. I don't think that Hippopotas and its evolution is good enough for an exclusive, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the second thing to notice, your coworker's probably going to be very upset, Will, but Pachirisu <laughs> is in the tree. So that looks I mean... to be the exclusive regional at this event for chicago we have not seen a screenshot for dorth month uh event so not sure what's going on there the other thing to keep in mind is we have mamoswine pylos Piloswine, and swinub in the picture now these are pokemon already available and already shiny but i think the thing to point out here is that this is one of the pokemon that involved the Sinnoh stone so last two well, ideally, the first year there was supposed to be a special event that kind of got messed up. But last year there was the Celebi quest that while you completed it to unlock Celebi, you got rewards along the way. So I think it's easy to assume, although you shouldn't assume, that the uh, while at GoFest you will probably get a couple Sinnoh stones along the way. That's probably what Mamoswine is representing. Nice. Um, Turtwig is in the picture. Uh, they're, they've always done starters in the picture, so I don't think there's anything too specific about that. I think the first year they featured, like, Charizard was in it, and Blastoise and Venusaur, and then last year I think they had all the other starters just hanging out. 
Um, Ralts is in the picture. Uh, every month is supposed to be Ralts Community Day because of patterns, but that hasn't happened yet. They did <laughs> announce four new community days coming up. Uh, I think it's safe to say that probably one of those will be Ralts. Um, and Ralts also can speak to the Sinnoh Stone thing with uh, Gallade. The interesting things here are there is so, there is unknown exclamation point, which I think people are probably guessing that Jirachi will be the special event that Pokemon Go Fest players will get Jirachi, and then a couple weeks later, Jirachi will be available for everyone. Jirachi is the mythical that kind of lines up with Mew and Celebi, so Jirachi seems to make the most sense. Unknown are also always at these events and always spells something. So the other thing we see here are Horsey. Uh, so you last year, uh, there what was, what was our sh- oh Plusle and Minin were GoFest's yeah. shinies, and then Dortmund was Roselia. Can't see any other reason why Horsey would be in this picture besides the fact that Horsey will be Chicago's shiny, and that will be worldwide, right? So when Dorf Month was happening last year, Roselia was shiny worldwide. When GoFest was happening last year, Plusle and Minin Minin were um, shiny worldwide. I think that is leaning towards Horsey. Finally, the most interesting thing about this whole picture is why Haunter is in it. And I haven't heard too many people point to Haunter. I think for most people, most people just kind of glaze over the fact that Haunter is in it. I don't think Haunter is in it just because they were like, ah, 400 Pokemon, let's put Haunter in it. I think why Haunter... you're going to get a shiny Haunter. So here's the interesting thing about Haunter. Is we have on Gengar Day, which was really weird, that wasn't a Halloween event, but... They did three hours of Gengar raids and Gengar was shiny. That same day, they released Ghastly in the wild, but it was easier to find shiny Gengar because of the community day than it was Ghastly. Yeah. But Haunter is not available in the wild. And for most part, for the with the exception of one Pokemon, and it's really hard to prove that this is still exists, still exists, but with Women's Day... They did a 48-hour or 24-hour event, I don't remember, but it was Nidoran, Nidorina, and Nidoqueen, and they could all be shiny that day. And I found a shiny Nidoqueen, and other people found shiny Nidorina, or Nidorina, or Nidoran, or Nidoqueen in the wild. Now, I have no clue if Nidoqueen could still possibly be shiny in the wild, because if it could be, it's 1 in 450, based on what the Silk Road reports, based on their you know, calculations, which I tend to believe. But how many people are seeing Nidoqueen? <laughs> I think in the three years I've played Pokemon Go, I've seen two wild Nidoqueens. So I think what Haunter signifies, this is just my speculation, is that evolutions will be possible to be shiny going forward because it's really silly at this point that Caterbee can be shiny, but hey, if you find a wild Metapod, which is not terribly uncommon, that can't be shiny. It's yeah, kind of frustrating. I've seen plenty of wild Metapods. It's kind of frustrating um, overall, uh, because why not? I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I can't think of any other reason why Haunter would be there, but to signify like possibly evolutions going forward can be shiny. I think that sounds reasonable. 
Uh, last bit of news here, not Pokemon Go related. Uh, this was sent in by, this was sent in by Chris. Uh, Chris sent this in. This is NintendoSoup.com. Pokemon, a Pokemon TCG card of Pokemon CEO Ishihara is bidding for $3,000. Yeah, that's a lot. Must be a powerful card. Uh, today we have a very interesting piece of TCG news. Apparently the Pokemon company created a very special Pokemon TCG card card called Ishihara GX. This card features the artwork of the current Pokemon CEO, President Ishihara. The card is an Ultra Beast card <laughs> with HP 350 and the ability Red uh, Chance Honko, which is an ability that prevents all effects of attacks, including damage done, abilities, and trainer cards to this Pokemon. When this GX card is used, you have to flip 60 coins and take a present for each. 6D60? Flip 60 coins for each heads, take a present. Uh, that's what the mm -hmm. move does. What's a present? The, I don't know. <laughs> According to the eBay seller, Ishihara GX Pokemon TCG card was given out to every employee, one per person, at Ishihara's 60th birthday in 2017. The current bid as of this auction is $2,959 USD. It is now up to $3,450. And it ends in five days. So while you're listening to this podcast, if you have at least $3,450 to spend on a card... Uh, it is on eBay. It is very easy to find. It is shipping from Kansas. And it is rated 9. Is, is 10 the highest for uh, these ratings? It got officially, uh, what is that called? Rated? Graded? You know, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. P yeah, yeah, PSA, yeah. PSA. PSA rated, I think it's called. But it's rated a 9, which I think is very good. But why do you want it? Because you're a collector of... Pokemon cards? I guess. Gotta have them all. Uh, yes. Ten, ten is the best. Nine is the second. Nine is considered mint, and ten is considered gem mint. Virtually perfect. Ooh. Nine is superb condition that exhibits only one of the following minor flaws. Somebody touched it once. <laughs> yeah, with their somebody hand. touched it to put it into a super safe case, but that thumbprint is still there. It, it, there's a Master Ball on the card. Uh, there's a Rotom on the card. I'm assuming Rotom is his favorite Pokemon, would be my guess. You're the president. assume so, yeah. You're the president of the Pokemon company, and they're like, let's make you a card. What Pokemon do you want on it? You're probably going to pick the one you like. 3400 bucks. Are we going to chip in? No. Nope. This is no Black Lotus. Not interesting. No, this is no nope. Black Lotus. It's no Black Lotus. It's, it's no Seraph Angel. Well, how much is a Black Lotus running? Five million dollars. No, no way. Black Lotus, I think it's about 10,000. Like mint? You could probably get a pretty beat up Black Lotus for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> I don't well, think... Nobody wants a beat up one. I don't think there's well, such I a mean... thing as a beat up Black Lotus. Oh, I'm sure there's like a bent Black Lotus on eBay <laughs> that you can get. Okay, okay, okay. so Mint 9, PSA 9, Black Lotus. 
At least on eBay, first first uh, search here, six thousand nine hundred dollars. Okay, what is Alpha wow. Black Lotus? Black Lotus, yeah, no, Alpha is the the set. There was a Magic the Gathering set called Alpha. Wow, $350,000. Yeah. <laughs> Alpha Black oh, Lotus. man. Ultra rare. Graded mint. Can Yikes. I search for bent Black Lotus? <laughs> search for Garbo Black Lotus. Non-perfect oh. Black Lotus. Is that a thing I could search for? Uh, There's a magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Full full art borderless alternative art three dollars and forty nine. You probably don't can, care about the condition of your black lotus if you're actually using it to play. There are some people that play with black lotus in like legacy decks. <sighs> what do you know about Magic: The Gathering? I used there to work a- with a guy who won a legacy tournament, and he had two black lotus in his deck, and his both his black lotus were really beat up, but he bought them for the pure he, like he. He didn't care they were beat up because when he bought them, he bought them with the intent to play them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is the point of the game, I suppose. <laughs> uh, Magic Beta Collector's Edition, Single Black Lotus, Heavy Play, which means beat up. Beat up. $1,544. Wow. Woo! All right, so we get three beat up Black Lotus, and then we <laughs> offer... And then we offer those for one Ishihara GX. I'm going to start I'm... opening packs. All right, go for it. Good. I will go back in time and take all the ones from when I worked at Shinders. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, think of it this way: what a bizarre world we we live in, where like if somebody has a sealed box of Magic: The Gathering Alpha or Magic: The Gathering Beta, that thing is just like worth money so long as you never open it. Yep. Once you open that sealed box, forget it. But what if you open it and you pull Black Lotus? Well, that's the risk you've got to take. That's the risk you take. (laughs) It's just like the gold Burger King cards. (laughs) You just keep them sealed. They'll make you you bank. All right. Speaking of bank, let's bank a break. (laughs) We'll be back with our question of the week and our Pokemon of the week. So we will be right back. Sound tight. They could make it sound tight. They could make it sound tight. They could make. They could make. They could make a sound tight. And we are back from our break. We have our question of the week. We have our Pokemon of the week. But before we get to that, I've done two things in Pokemon in the last week. I just want to touch on them real quick. Uh-oh. Number one, I have challenged and have completed over 40 master trainers. Oh. Why? Uh, you know, they're not, okay, they're not bad. They're hit and miss. They're not good. There are some that are really good. Okay. I mean. Uh, I'm going to give you guys three that are really good. 
Okay. Is one of them like a tongue that made you master of the tongue? I am master of the tongue. It's true. <laughs> uh, lick a tongue's quite not great. Okay, so this is this is my thoughts on master trainers. I did the very first two master trainers when the game came out. Uh, I did coughing and I did wheezing. For the most part, those are pretty boring fights because coughing and wheezing can't really learn that many moves. Uh, besides, like poison moves, and obviously you don't want to use go into a master trainer fight against coughing with a coughing and have a poison move because duh. And they are tough to the point where I thought like, oh, uh, you know, my level 100 coughing still struggles against this level 75 coughing, so I'm gonna pump you know 200 coughing candy into it to increase its AVs, uh, which are the if you don't know what AVs are, they're the substitute in this game for EVs. But I'm going to say right now, none of that matters. <laughs> so initially I thought, well, Master Trainers are kind of a bust because I don't want to level my Pokemon up to level 100 and then spend six minutes, I timed it, pumping 200 AVs, which is pressing A 600 times. You got to press A to pick the candy, select the Pokemon, give it the candy, rinse and repeat. 600 times, 200 candy, into a Pokemon to then do a master battle. Six minutes of pressing A to do a fight, not ideally fun. So what I realized, you don't have to do that. Uh, whether the Pokemon you're fighting in the master trainer battles are level 65 or 75 or 70, as long as you're going in with a Pokemon at level 100, no AVs, it is still a fair fight. I think once you start putting AVs into it, it becomes very one-sided for your Pokemon, and then that kind of defeats the whole fun, right? There's this constant argument in Pokemon where it's, it's too easy. It's not hard enough. I just want some challenge. I wish they made Pokemon games harder. Why is there all this hand-holding? Look, if you want to give your Pokemon 200 AVs and go into Master Trainer, you better believe it's going to be easy. And it's going to be like battling a, 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 an eight-year-old whose Blastoise has Hydro Pump, Surf, Waterfall, and Bubble Beam. <laughs> if you want fair Master Trainer fights, going at level 100, it might seem unfair at first that you might be fighting a level 65, but how it's worked of the 40 I've seen, they, the Pokemon are given AVs, so they, the, like the, the people you're versing, their AVs round their Pokemon out to level 100. And every fight has felt very fair. If you have no AVs, but you're overleveled. Some are not great. Or, I mean, I guess some are great, like Rhyhorn versus Rhyhorn. I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit the Horn Drill. Very low chance of one-hit KOing. Oh, look. I one-hit KO'd it. Sweet. Well, I guess I'm the Rhyhorn Master. <laughs> and then there's the Lickitung Master, where I'm not sure what move they used, but I ended up brick-breaking a couple times, which is super effective, and I won. Here are the three that are good that I remember. If you go ahead and you look up their movesets, you are spoiling it for yourself and you're quote-unquote making it too easy. So the ones that are good, that you should try, just go in with a level 100 Pokemon. Don't look up the moveset. I promise you they're pretty fun and the all three fights feel like an actual puzzle and make it feel like a puzzle game. Number one, Golbat. Hmm... The Goldbat Master Goldbat. Trainer is great. It actually took me eight or nine times to figure out what moveset would actually beat it. I'm not going to tell you its moveset. Don't look it up. 
But if you have a level 100 gold bat, go in uh, and give it a shot. If you can beat it on the first try, I would be super impressed. But uh, you would be surprised how interesting that gold bat moveset is. Also, fun fact about the gold bat master trainer. His name is Keaton. And uh, the Zubat Master Trainer is named West. Is Keaton's last name Streetman? No. I think oh. it's supposed to be Michael Keaton and Adam West. Oh. Yeah. The Batmans. Like bat the Batmans. People. Okay, so there are multiple Batman. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of Batman. Let me tell you about Ashen Red. <laughs> Oh, I don't need to hear this screed again. I'm out. Okay, so number two master trainer. Two. Onyx. Mm-hmm. Also really good. I do not want to give away its moveset, but uh, it's, it's a good one. It took me a couple tries to get through that one as well. And number three, going to be really blown away, but it took me... Not as many tries as the Golbat, but it was probably the longest battle against a single Pokemon I have ever had <laughs> in all of Let's Go, but was really awesome. Ponyta. Ooh. Ponyta. It's very easy to get your Pokemon to level 100. Just pick six Pokemon you want to level up. Combo chain, you know, a Hitmonlee, combo chain Snorlax, combo chain uh, Chansey, combo chain Magmar. It's very easy to get Pokemon up to level 100, especially if you like shiny hunting in that game. I would get a Golbat, an Onix, and a Ponyta up to level 100. I would give those three specific Master Trainers a chance. I think they're really fun. A lot of Master Trainers I did fight are pretty straightforward or not particularly fun. Um, like Lickitung, Staryu, uh, Shelder, Tentacool. Nothing was super special about those Pokemon. I think the easiest ones were Geodude, Graveler, Golem. You literally just Earthquake twice on all of those and you win. <laughs> um, those are all really easy, but uh, I've done 40 now. Uh, I'm pretty much to this point. As soon as I get a Pokemon at level 100, I go find the corresponding Master Trainer and I do it. And it's a nice break in the game. I'm continuing to shiny hunt in that game. So Master Trainers are a, a nice break when a, uh, a hunt goes real long. And you need to not look at the same patch of grass forever. <laughs> but Golbat, Onyx, Ponyta, if you're slightly interested, I think those are really cool puzzles. Um, and I kind of wish, the, the, I think the problem with the Master Trainers is it comes down to there's like only 60 TMs and not a lot of moves. Right. And there's only so much you can do with Coughing's moveset to make that interesting. But those three Pokemon have really interesting movesets and they're fun. If you can beat them on the first try, I would be super impressed. But all of them, I had multiple tries because I was like, I was not expecting it to use this move or I was not expecting it this to happen. But if you want easy mode on all Master Trainers, every Pokemon in that game can learn Protect. Every Pokemon in that game can learn Toxic. I guess you could just Toxic Protect every single Master Trainer. <laughs> I mean, you do you. Other thing I've done this past week is I've done the Battle Royale yeah. uh, in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. And I will say I hate it and love it at the same time. I love wow. I love it because it is so surprising to see what specific Pokemon they use. I have never thought that I would be fighting against a Waylord and a Blaziken and a Mega Altaria at the same time. 
There's a good variety of Pokemon in that. I think uh, it does make you think in a different way of like, well, if Waylord is super effective against this Torkoal, the Waylord is probably going to attack the Torkoal. But because uh, there's a Sock up and the Sock is also super effective against the Torkoal, the, the, the Sock is probably going to attack the Torkoal first because of speed, which means the Waylord probably is smart enough to not attack the Torkoal because it knows it can't attack fast enough, so it's probably going to attack me. Um, I think it's really cool with that. It is still extremely random. Um, and the fact of it's a Pokemon game. And who would have guessed? Who who would have predicted that Waylord had Quick Claw and Waylord's Quick Claw would activate three times in a row? <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's such a great held item. Yeah. Quick Claw! Uh, but it is one of the things you have to do to get a specific ribbon. So uh, it's interesting. I put several hours into it. Uh, I think my main complaint is it was really, really exciting to see a bunch of Pokemon you don't normally expect to see in battle, and those Pokemon actually do well. My problem with it is those Pokemon have the same moveset and held item every time. So if Halucha... I'll spoil one for you. If Halucha appears, it will always have a Focus Sash, which is like kind of a bummer because its moveset and its item is always the same. So if you're going back into Battle Royale with three different Pokemon because you want to get that ribbon or you want to get whatever from it, it's like, oh, okay, I know this Halucha has a Focus Sash, so it kind of ruins that. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna make sure I attack it second, because whoever attacks it first is gonna bring it down, and then I'm gonna get the kill and the point if I attack second. So that's kind of like the only bummer is there's such a good variety of Pokemon, but they all have the same move sets and same held items. I kind of wish there was like, okay, Halucha has a Halucha could have Focus Sash or Halucha could have Choice Scarf. At least there's two combinations to keep you guessing. That's like the main complaint I have. I mean, besides the fact it's really random and sometimes you just lose because you lose. Because uh, who would have predicted that all three Pokemon would gang up on you even though they shouldn't have? <laughs> Real humans wouldn't. Only the artificial intelligences would. Yep, they're coming for our jobs. And I will say, if you're curious about the Battle Royale stuff, you don't get good rewards. It's pretty garbo. If you lose, you get one battle point. If you win, you get like two. It's it's really the time ratio. Like if you're if you're if you're really desperate for battle points, just do Mantine Surf, uh, nope. uh, Pokemon Battle Royale. That's a huge complaint. Is I don't understand why they would put a new feature in a Pokemon game like Battle Royale and then give such a low payout for reward. Yeah. Like, if you want somebody to interact with the new system you put in, and they do it once, and they go, this is garbage, oh, and the reward I got is garbage, that is zero incentive to get the player to return. If the rewards was good, and your first impression was like, I don't like this, and you do it a couple times, because it wasn't until, like, the third or fourth battle where I was like, okay, I'm getting the hang of this, this is actually, st-. like, once you understand the rules, and you're like, okay, I... Even though I'm faster, if I can't one-shot, I probably shouldn't weaken this. And, oh, I can pick up this kill. Or, like, there is definitely fun to be had. But it's very time-consuming for possibly some of the re- worst rewards in a Pokemon game. It's like, like why not reward? Why, why are the rewards not better? I just don't understand. Um, especially because Mantine Surf gives pretty good payout. 
on battle points. It's a little, it's that's frustrating, but whatever. Question of the week. Yes. Ready? Mm hmm. Now is the time. Yeah. Now is the time. Now is the time for the question of the week. This is from Jeff. They write in and say, Where do you think Meltan and Melmetal fit generationally? In the structure of the national decks, the mythical Pokemon are numbered 808 and 809 after Gen 7 Zeraora, but don't appear in the Ultra Sun Ultra Moon series. Seeing how it's unofficially there in tradition of mythicals being numbered at the end of new generation, is TPCI breaking the tradition or infusing a new element or and they are go exclusive pokemon what do you think gen 7 gen 8 go something else well wasn't victini zero victini was a zero in the regional yep because they appear 808 and 809 and zera aura is 807 and sun and moon is a gen 7 engine game according to game freak that they would be Gen 7 mythical Pokemon because they do appear in a Gen 7 game and they are after Zeraora. Also, keep in mind though, like Zeraora is considered Gen 7 even though it does not appear in Sun and Moon, it only appears in Ultra Sun, Ultra, Ultra Moon. Sun. Yeah, mm. I, I, I think that they're Gen 7. Uh, I mean. Number one, let's let's be clear that we're arguing the most insignificant point of anything in the <laughs> yeah, universe. Yeah, it's yeah. like, how do you categorize these sets of oranges? They're all oranges. But um, I think, especially when I think of things like uh, Volcanian. Volcanian? Is that the water fire dude? Yep. Yeah. And uh, the metal lady see this is where Magirna. i lose track it's like Magirna. Magirna. between the between game let's try to throw them a bone keep them interested in pokemon um you know that those were uh were they tacked on to x and y yes no. Magirna is a gen six pokemon that doesn't no maybe i'm thinking i always no. confuse Magirna and deance because they're literally the same thing one's one's a rock and one's a piece of metal yeah. Yeah, no, McGarrett was for Sun and Moon because you got it at the uh, mall. Okay. So I guess more like Deancey then. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Magirna like, is 801. Yeah, where it's just like where, when they're tacked on to the end, it's just, you know, until a new game comes out, they're all part of the generation that that was that one, you know, and it doesn't matter that. Meltan I mean, and Melmetal are in Let's Go and Pokemon Go. It's just that's where their numbering lies. And I mean, I think there is something to be said, like they don't appear in the official Gen 7 games, that they're in the Gen 8 Switch games. Like, Let's Go is the weird middle ground. Like, what is it? It's not the Gen 7 engine, really? It, well, it's the better it version. Is, it is the 7.5 engine, I think they right. said. <laughs> So it's like in between. So you round up, round down. I, I feel like I use my universal. Uh, so every every device is its own universe. And so Meltan and Melmetal only appear in the Switch. So they're a part of the Switch universe, which means they slide more towards Gen 8 than Gen 7 for me. Like Gen 7 is all trapped in the 3DS. They're in the 3DS universe. And if they can't go to the 3DS, then they're in the Gen 8 Switch universe. Interesting way of looking at it. Hmm. 
Um, for the record, Bulbapedia is classifying Meltan and Melmetal under Gen 7. I think Pokedex-wise, that makes sense, because it's 808 yeah. and 809, and then I'm assuming... Uh, who, who starts? Grookey? I think I think the grass Pokemon always starts first. Does yeah. the grass Pokemon always start first? Yeah. Huh. Bulbasaur is the first Pokemon. Bulbasaur, yeah, and then it... Chikorita, I think, starts before... Yeah, I think the huh. grass always starts first. So then I would assume Grookey would be 810, because uh, Melmetal is 809. Yeah, I think the grass Pokemon always starts first. I literally have never paid attention to that fact, so... it's I mean, it's a very important fact when you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> they're going to ask you which type, which starter type always appears first. Is that show even on anymore? Ah, yeah, is it? It is. Is yeah. wasn't? I think it's on the Game Show Channel. Wasn't Regis the host? Oh yeah, no, Regis was, and then it switched to Meredith Vieira, and then it switched again as it moved off. So I have verified. It has always gone grass, fire, water. Huh. Uh yes, grass, fire, water in every generation. Although there is that rumor now that uh, Meltan and Melmetal play a huge role in Sword and Shield. I don't know if I really can commit to a 4chan rumor, but... <laughs> well, as much as we ever do, sure. It sounds good until it's proven wrong, which it will be. Uh, it's a good question, though. But yeah, Will's right. I guess it doesn't matter too much at the end of the day. <laughs> Will! Pokemon yes. of the week. I can give my clues for what it was last week. Go for it. Give your clues. All right. The clues to last week's are its name is derived from a type of monarch that is higher than a king or queen. The type of monarch rules over many nations or large realms. Lucario. Mystery of Mew. No. That is a no. movie. <laughs> it is. It's a terrible movie. Moving on. Uh, it is the same... Height as the infamous French monarch it's partly named after. It has a unique typing shared by no other Pokemon, and it made its anime debut in Barry's Busting Out All Over. Who's that Pokemon? So I take some, um, what is it? Uh, Pride? Umbridge. Umbridge, you can. With referring to that particular person as a monarch, as they were not like a blood monarch. They kind of scratched their way to the top. Axorus. Are we talking Iris? No. Okay, never mind. No. We're talking about... Okay, so there is a cafe on Wisconsin Avenue called Cafe Bonaparte, which makes the most delicious crepes, but, but. there is... Absolutely no room to sit in that restaurant, so I avoid it as much as possible. But it, All right, Steve, what's really your guess? Preps. What's your real guess? I can't think of anything monarchy, unless we're talking about like Vespaquen. Are you serious? This is like the easiest Pokemon of the week ever. Well, your guess? It's Empoleon. It is Empoleon. He's an Emperor Napoleon. Oh, Bonaparte, I see. Five I see. feet, five inches tall. They were both five feet, five inches tall. Also, with the strong French connection, it could have been a starter in Kalos, but Very it true. wasn't. Look, Very I true. have a 
Milwaukee public school education. It's real. Okay, we can't. We you, can't. You have been out Milwaukee. of the Milwaukee public schools for twelve to thirteen years. That's now, the problem. Right? <laughs> the little they taught me, I forgot all of it. Oh. You, you are a Pokemon person for a living. I'm a really bad at like. That's why I hate escape rooms. <laughs> Oh, oh. I, because now we like, know how to get him off the show forever. We'll send him to an escape room and they'll he'll never, never get, get out. Because uh, <laughs> when I'm put on the spot with stuff, I just flounder. I don't think that's 100% true. Speaking, I've seen you solve problems. Speaking of floundering, the Magikarp versus Magikarp Master Trainer battle is exactly what you expect it to be. <laughs> There's no surprise there. Okay, that was a, that was a good po- Pokemon of the Week, Empoleon. All right, Will, set us up for next week. Oh, you, you got, you get, you're getting the setup. All right. <laughs> Everybody, sit on a cushion because it's going to be a rough ride now. Greg was far too easy on you guys. At this year's PAX East, I held a contest as part of our panel. During the panel, members of the audience were invited to nominate Pokemon for addition to or promotion on our ongoing list of Pokemon rankings. Before the panel began... I showed my co-panelist, Brittany, a particular Pokemon I had written in the Notes app of my iPhone. As the audience members lined up at the microphone, I let them know that if any of them nominated this particular Pokemon, they would win a prize that I had set out in front of me. This Pokemon has been the butt of several jokes from me over the years. It is an easily forgotten and rarely used Pokemon. Even though it is paired with a Pokemon currently being featured as part of the Pokemon Go bug out event, most people have to look it up and still don't recognize it. This Pokemon has some tricky features that make it stand out. It and its pre-evolution have a unique typing. Because of its typing, it is weak to fighting, bug, steel, and ice. Its species name references an underwater animal, but this Pokemon is not a water type. It has false eyes on its head. Its real eyes are within an area that looks like it could be its mouth. The last time this Pokemon was featured in the TCG was in 2013 in the Plasma Blast set. This card is still eligible to be used in the expanded format for the TCG. In that set, this Pokemon featured a non-damaging attack, Life Splosion. When this attack, which requires one grass energy, is used, you may search your deck for a Stage 2 Pokemon for each energy attached to the Pokemon of the week. This certainly helps bring out your final evolutions of Pokemon in an EX-heavy format. Another interesting feature of this Pokemon is that it learns Giga Drain by leveling up, but neither it nor its pre-evolution ever learn Absorb or Mega Drain before Giga Drain. Okay, there you go. That's your Pokemon of the week. I actually think I know it because of the TCG reference alone. Wow. I don't know anything about TGCs. (laughs) TGCs. TGCs. I don't know nothing about your TGCs. Trading guard games. (laughs) Trading garbo games. (laughs) All right. Well, that is our episode for you guys. We'll be back uh, next week, of course. Thank you to everyone who has recently reviewed us in Apple Podcasts, in iTunes. Much appreciated. If you want to follow us on Twitter, 
at dragging a lake for myself, at white wing for Greg, and at washing the sink for Will, and at Pokemon Podcast on Twitter. If you would like to see my journey of master trainers, twitch.tv slash pkmncast. I stream Monday through Saturday. Pokemon pretty much every night. Although I might be dabbling with a different game during the day. <gasps> but I don't know. We'll see. Is it Magic the Gathering Arena? <laughs> no. I. <laughs> though I'm sure people do play and stream that. Uh, so we'll be back next week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super effective. Super Emperors. Yeah. but whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll rule over a whole bunch of nations. <laughs> yes. A big thank you and shout out to all the producers of It's Super Effective. Kevin, Cygnus, Jeff, Hatmatrick, Catherine, Alex, Anthony, and Michaela. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you made it to the end of this and you would like to support the podcast, you can head over to isc.cash. And for $5 a month, you can get access to our anime podcast, Alola Vacation, exclusively for patrons of this show. Thanks. Thanks.